Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, and uh, back here for another episode of the podcast and uh, talking about what everyone is talking about in the world of professional wrestling, and that is CM Punk officially debuting with AEW uh, on Friday night's Rampage. You know, usually uh, in these solo episodes I do where we're just reacting to certain things, um, I, I have a pretty good idea, a list of notes and stuff that I want to hit on, but this is just me winging it, and I think it's fitting because um, that was sort of the the deal with CM Punk when he stepped into the ring at Rampage was it was sort of a real unique reaction from the fans, uh, a real unique experience for any wrestling fan, whether you're inside the United Center in Chicago or you're sitting at home watching uh, or whatever. It was just so unlike anything I think we've seen in wrestling in a long time. And I think, you know, I wrote a column on 41mania.com. You can read that. I will put it in the show notes of this episode of the podcast. I know a lot of people have had a reaction to it uh, in terms of saying, hey, you know, this is something where I tried to put into words what it's actually, you know, what does it mean to be a wrestling fan? And I think Friday night at Rampage was one of those moments where maybe you can't completely define what it is, that, you know, as a wrestling fan that you enjoy all the time. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to just spell it out in every little detail. But when it happens, you know it. And I think that was one of those moments at Rampage was you knew exactly you were in the middle and experiencing a moment that does not come around very often. And I think that's exactly what we got as soon as... <laughs> Basically, Rampage kicked off where, you know, you had the crowd buzzing, the CM Punk chants, uh, Excalibur is trying to be as loud as he can on commentary to be able to uh, be heard over the chants. And then, of course, he lets you know, you know, if you're watching at home, like, this is next. Uh, the biggest announcement in AEW history is next. And that's when you knew immediately that they were going to go directly to Punk. And, you know, again, when the music hits... It's called some personality. I think it's the one everyone wanted to hear. It's one everyone had on their playlists uh, probably over the past several weeks, month, however long it's been. Uh, and then once that hit, you got an ovation that I put it in the article, you know, the column that I wrote. It was Stone Cold-esque. I'm not saying you're going to compare necessarily the viewership and all these things to the Attitude Era uh, at the height of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that was a pop that I think a lot of people, when you go back, there are some of those pops you remember. Certainly, a lot of times when Stone Cold Steve Austin came out during the Attitude Era, uh, the crowds were just completely uh, losing their minds. You know, the big pop everyone always talks about when Mick Foley won the WWF title uh, on Raw. That's another one. Uh, again, you can play the comparison game, and, and that, I think, takes away from just actually realizing, just enjoy the moment for what it was, because... It was such a loud reaction. Uh, I think we all expected it, but once you actually hear it, it's completely different because now you are experiencing it. You're not anticipating it. It's not something you're just going over in your mind. You're actually feeling that moment. And once that happened, um, it was unlike anything I think we've seen in a long time in professional wrestling. And and so, you know, from the first moment you can see him walk out, uh, the crowd, just that that buzz just goes to another level um, and then I think just, you know, everything was real. And, I, and that's what I, I tried to express sort of in the column was this was a real moment. And in wrestling, which is, yes, uh, we, you know, a lot of people will say, well, wrestling scripted, it's fake and all this other stuff. 
there are a lot of moments in wrestling that are either scripted, choreographed, whatever. We, we understand how this works. But it's the moments like that that we got with CM Punk um, on Rampage that you just don't forget because they are so real and authentic and produce such a, a raw emotion that it's impossible to forget it. And I think that's why no matter what the ratings say, no matter what, um, you know, who you support wrestling-wise, if you're a WWE fan, an AEW fan, whoever, um, you're, if you're a wrestling fan above all, that made you feel something when CM Punk came out and you saw the reaction, uh, not just from the crowd inside the arena, but if you were on social media, um, you know, if you're with someone, there's just a lot of different, you know, things that go into something like that that you can anticipate in your mind and feel like you know how it's going to play out, how you're going to feel about a moment like that. But once you're actually in it, it is it is unlike anything else. And that's one of the things that I also pointed out. You know, Punk did an interview with TV Insider uh, last week, actually. And his words were that basically, you know, people will will crap on wrestling. I think that's how he said it. Um, but at the end of the day, when done at a very high level and done truly well, you know, there is nothing like professional wrestling. And I think he, he sort of foreshadowed the moment that he would create himself on AEW Rampage. And, um, it it was just, it was everything I think you could have wanted from that moment for someone who had been away for seven and a half years Every little detail of whether it's just him walking down the ramp, whether it's him, you know, hugging people at ringside, that first step he takes into the ring, every little moment you got a little bit more excited, you know, that suspense, that anticipation builds until he actually lifts the microphone to his mouth and speaks again for the first time in seven and a half months or seven and a half years uh, inside a wrestling ring. And what came out of his mouth, it goes back to the, the, the thing that I, I said to, to start off with. It was real. It was not something that was down on a script for CM Punk to read uh, to play a professional wrestling character on TV. It was CM Punk talking. And I think, again, and that's another line, it's like, there is no other CM Punk. He is a very unique person. And I think that's one of the things that you're able to gravitate to. If you're a wrestling fan, and that's why a lot of people have gravitated to him, I think, over the years, is he is just unlike anything else because he feels like a truly authentic character in the in a world of characters in professional wrestling. Um, he is himself, and he is going to tell you what he thinks. Uh, and if you you know when he's not, I think that's probably the best way to put it. You know when he's being honest because that is just the character that he's created. That is who he is. Um, he's not someone necessarily being handed a script to play a character. He is being CM Punk. And, you know, that's that's not a shot at, at WWE or AEW or anyone working in any of these other companies. Um, it's just that's why I think you you know, you know, it's one of those things where it, you can just connect to that because you can feel that real raw emotion that comes from it. Uh, and I just I think that was the. The theme above all else was just everything about those first two segments on AEW Rampage was that everything felt real. It did not feel like something that was being produced and presented to you um, as part of a show. It just felt like, you know, it was, but it felt like something that was just happening um, that, you know, again, you could not have scripted at all to make it any better. And And I think that's where, you know, we talk about whether it's, you know, promos or certain things. 
Um, most often, just I think the things that are sometimes the best are just the ones that come across naturally. They flow organically, and and that's what you got here. Like CM Punk himself, like he said it. He did not come out really knowing exactly probably what he was going to say. I'm sure he had some ideas in his head of how he was going to uh, say the things he wanted to say, but it was him grabbing a microphone and doing something that he had done for many, many years and excelled at, uh, at a, I guess pun intended, elite level, uh, and then he just picked right back up where he left off. Um, so, again, I, I don't even know, and I, I joked about this in the in the column, I don't even know how you describe what exactly uh, we saw from CM Punk's debut in AEW on Friday night, because I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, the saying is always what? That you just had to be there, right? When people say that there was just this special moment or this unbelievable experience, um, you ask them to describe it. Well, it's hard to, you just had to be there. And I think that's one of those things where if you're watching in real time, if you're there, of course, if you're someone who's actually in the building, uh, I've already seen a lot of people, you know, on Twitter and uh, on other shows and such talk about, how, look, they were in the building, and they said it was unlike anything they've ever experienced as a wrestling fan. And some of these people have been wrestling fans for 20-plus years, 30-plus years, uh, whatever. And so that tells you kind of what you need to know about how that was done. And most importantly, I think one of the big things coming out of this is the fact that AEW delivered exactly what the fans wanted. And, and that is another big piece of this um, where... Look, sometimes you can you can put something out there, you can dangle it, and you just have people waiting and waiting and waiting. If you don't eventually give them what they want, they're going to turn against you. And like it or not, we've seen that in the world of professional wrestling over the years. You can pick any company. And again, this is not a shot at WWE. WCW did this. Like There are a lot of companies that have done this over the years where at some point, it can't just be about the build. You have to give people what they want because if not, they're going to lose a trust in you to where maybe they don't feel, if you try to do something similar again, uh, which this is a very unique situation, you're not going to be able to do things like this again. Yes, we are probably still looking at the inevitable um, you know, debut of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson in AEW, uh, but you know, that's going to be another one that's going to feel very unique but at the same time, you know, CM Punk, Daniel, Brian Danielson and, and AEW debuting does not come around often. And so that's not something you're going to just be able to replicate with just anyone. But at the same time, you have to, if you build something up to this magnitude, you have to be able to deliver it. And I thought AEW did that spectacularly. I mean, it was just everything that you anticipated. And, you know, it was every little moment along the way, whether it was the starting point you know, when the rumors first started that CM Punk could be there in AEW, um, you're starting to think, wait a second, this is sort of that. And I know a lot of people have said it. it's like, it's the white whale. It's the one you think that you're never going to be able uh, to actually, you know, have there in that scenario, or he's never going to come back. But when you first start hearing these reports, and then you start thinking, okay, well, AEW's not denying this. They're not flat out saying it, but they're not denying it. And then it builds and builds and builds. You know, it's the silent thing where no one's saying anything. And then you start to get the references. Um, and then you're getting closer and closer. You've got the United Center. Tickets are selling out. Every little detail, every little moment just builds up more and more anticipation for this huge moment that was going to eclipse everything, you know, before it in terms of the, the build up and the suspense. 
but they gave you what you wanted. And that is the most important thing you can do. I pointed this out in the column as well. Um, and I know I keep mentioning this, but I, I would I hope you read it because I think it's something where, you know, I did this immediately after AEW Rampage was over. I just wanted to sort of have a stream of consciousness based on what I just witnessed. And this was something that I saw from John Pollock, who, of course, over at Post Wrestling, he wrote in a column before he did this Friday afternoon, um, basically saying, you know, that's what wrestling is about. You have to dangle something in front of fans and then make them wait for it. But the most important part, right, is that you actually have to give it to them. And, and that's what AEW did. And that's going to continue for a company that's already built a lot of trust with its fan base. We've seen it. Like, look at the ratings, look at the viewership. AEW fans follow AEW, whether they've had to change nights, uh, do all this other stuff. They follow them because I think they built up enough to make you feel like they're going to give you what you want. They may not do it right away, but at some point, you are confident that they are going to give you exactly what you came for. And that's what they did. And that will, I think, go a long way. That may be one of these underrated aspects of this to where that just that moment, those 20 minutes or whatever it was, you know, when those two segments with CM Punk, that gave you a level of trust that I think a lot of wrestling fans may have lost over the years. Um, and I think that's so important and that's going to be crucial to AEW's success in the future is because this is going to show people that, look, we're not going to necessarily insult your intelligence. We're not going to build something up, build something up. And then we're going to swerve you at the last second just because it's going to be different or it's because you weren't expecting it. Um, but if it if it's not what you want, what do you care, right? Like, what do you care about a swerve for a swerve's sake um, or not getting what you want? That is so important, I think, in this day and age in wrestling when you have so many choices out there. Um, and we know, like in terms of top, top companies, there are two. But there are a lot of other choices in terms of, you know, there's a lot of time being, you're competing for time. And that's what it comes down to. People have a lot of other options rather than just watching, you know, professional wrestling. They can do, be doing a lot of things. So how do you reel them in and how do you bring in those fans that maybe have, have not watched wrestling regularly in a long time? And maybe they were the ones that were sitting back saying, okay, well, I remember seeing Punk. Um, are they actually going to give me this? And once they did you have a lot of people saying, hey, you know, this made me feel like a wrestling fan again. This was one of the most enjoyable moments I can remember as a wrestling fan in years. That means something. And that is going to be something I think that ultimately is going to be a huge win for AW. Getting CM Punk is a huge win in and of itself. But actually building that trust with people and, and un, I mean, undoubtedly bringing in new fans, this is going to be something that brings in new fans. As I said, I don't know what the, the viewership, the rating is going to be. By the time you're listening to this, we already know. I don't know that it matters a ton because I think it's it's also really, <laughs> we know it's going to be a pretty, I think, substantial number. But at the same time, uh, it is something where they have built up a trust to where I think this is only going to help them moving forward. Um, and, and now it's about, okay, what comes next? And I, and I get that. Like That's what we're going to be dissecting and looking at. Uh, over the next, not just months, but probably over the next year or two, uh, when it comes to bringing in a CM Punk, bringing in a Brian Danielson, um, what what does it ultimately mean for AW in the long run from a business standpoint? Those are all things that we'll figure out. But for now, you at least have set the expectation, if you're AW, that when we say we're going to give you something, 
we are going to give it to you. We're not going to pull the rug out from under you. We're not going to, you know, tease something and not deliver it. We're going to deliver it. It may not happen right away, but you're going to get what you want. If I'm a rest, I mean, you know, if I'm sitting back just as a wrestling fan and I hear that, why wouldn't I be interested in something of that? Like, because that is exactly what I want. I don't want to sit around and be fed something that, yes, okay, I think I'm going to get this. I think I'm going to get this. But then, whoops, they're not actually going to give it to me. They're going to send me in another direction because for the sake of a surprise or for the sake of a swerve um, or because they think they know what we want better than what we actually want. The fans knew what they wanted, AEW knew what they wanted, and they gave it to them. It's a very simple formula. Um, and again, it, it produced a historic moment in professional wrestling. And I know people may sit back and say, well, you know, the viewership's not there the way it used to be. You know, it's not the Attitude Era where you're pulling, um, you know, more just huge ratings in the sixes, sevens, whatever, uh, millions of range. But still, it is a moment that as we look ahead, and as we look back, like it could be one that really does um, make a huge impact on the business. And, and I think that's going to be so fascinating to see how that, you know, sort of continues to build from here. Because this was, this was step one, but it was, a, it was a big step one, right? Like it was not just a tiny step forward. This was a huge step for AEW. It's the biggest signing they've ever had. And it is them delivering and, and putting together a moment that we have not seen in a long, long time. And so if you have proven you can do that as a company, that gives you some goodwill, I think, with the fans. And I think it's really going to give them uh, a lot of you know, confidence and uh, approval from wrestling fans when it comes to uh, them trying to continue to build this company the way they built it thus far. The roster is... I mean, it's it's loaded with talent at this point, and there are so many different matches that you now want to probably see with CM Punk. There are going to be a lot of matches you're going to want to see with Brian Danielson, um, and then you know, with all the working relationships, whether it's Impact, whether it's New Japan, whoever, um, there are so many possibilities. And I think this is where having a moment and an experience like you got as a wrestling fan um, on Friday night at rampage it's just i want more of those and i think i'm probably not the only one in that category and something else you know we may not see another moment like this in a long time we may not see another moment like this this year next year or five years from now but we are going to probably remember that it was you know cm punk's return in aew that gave us a moment like this and i think that's where again you're going to connect the dots in aew because that puts now this company at a level where maybe you're not looking at it to where CM Punk is, you know, maybe he's not wrestling matches the way that he wrestled matches in 2013 and 2014. But he is such on a level that there is interest that all you had to do was either watch the watch Rampage on TV, follow along on social media. Everyone was talking about CM Punk. Um, and it is just something that, again, it, it is, it, it was something that, that I just don't, I said it at the beginning, like, I just don't think you can describe exactly what that moment meant because I don't know exactly yet that we know what it's going to mean in the long term. But in the short term, uh, it did give us something that I just don't think we've seen, 
uh, in a very long time. And, um, you know, where things go from here, I'm not sure, but <laughs> it is just one of those things that you sit back and I think you just enjoy the ride because um, it is it is one that I just don't believe that you're going to be able to manufacture in other scenarios or produce uh, or put something together that's going to be able to eclipse a moment like that because it all goes back to the start and that is that it was real, it was authentic, um, it was a natural moment. It was emotions. I mean, I you know we saw it. Like grown grown people were crying. Adults were crying. Um, but that is because it produced such an emotional response um, that you're not going to forget that. And um, you know what's what's the line? It's like you know the one thing you don't forget is how people make you feel. Uh, and and like that that made you feel something. Whether hey maybe you're not the biggest AEW fan. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're a WWE fan and you've just decided hey you know I don't want to give AEW a chance or I've tried it and it's just not for me. That's fine. But on a even more of like a human level, watching something like that. Um, you know, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I can only imagine, which I'm sure there were a lot of people, uh, either around, you know, wrestling fans or, or watching somewhere else that, that aren't, weren't necessarily even wrestling fans. But when you see that type of emotion, you're thinking, wow, like this is, this is something like this actually feels like a big deal and a big moment. Uh, and I think if you can get that response from non-wrestling fans, which I'm sure there were a lot that probably felt that way. I'm not going to put words into people's mouth, but um, I can tell you from being around non-wrestling fans, uh, some while watching on Friday night, uh, they had no idea <laughs> what was going on. But they were also, reaction was, hey, this is this looks like a big deal. And yes, it was a big deal. And I think that is also important, uh, is when you can create sort of a visual the way that AEW did with this entire moment to make it feel like a big deal, not only to wrestling fans, but to non-wrestling fans. Um, and I think that's where you grow your audience. And for anyone that tuned in on Friday night and watched Rampage, um, it was hard not to get that emotional response, whether you had been invested in CM Punk before or not. Um, that was something that you just do not see very often wrestling, and that's why I think we should enjoy it. There will be plenty of time to pick apart uh, what this means for the business side of it, uh, whether AEW is going to start doing 1.5 million, 2 million viewers, whatever. Uh, there will be plenty of time for those games. Uh, but I think right now, it's just about you know appreciating a moment that I, I just don't... I don't think we, we could have even predicted, what, six months ago, three months ago. Uh, we we could have never predicted that I think there was going to be a moment like this uh, in wrestling. And when they do come along, uh, I, for one, am just going to sit back and, and enjoy it. Uh, and I did try to express that uh, in the column uh, that I wrote. But uh, that was just, uh, again, sort of a, a stream of consciousness on <laughs> thoughts on uh, CM Punk's debut in AEW. Uh, I will tell you, I didn't necessarily sleep a whole lot uh, because I was up last night writing the, the column and then uh, just it is it's like it's a buzz like you you had one of those things where um, the buzz just did not wear off very very shortly after like it took a while uh, I think to come down from such a high uh, that you got uh, with that one hour of television overall but of course specifically in that first 20 minutes or so um, that was fun and professional wrestling for me I think is supposed to be fun and I had fun so I think at the end of the day uh, well done for all parties uh, on that. But uh, as I said, I will put the link uh, to the column that I wrote 
at 41mania.com in the show notes. So uh, be sure to check that out if you want. And of course, I, I always enjoy your feedback. Uh, you can leave a comment uh, in the comment section on the website, which I think we've got uh, quite a few at this point on there. But uh, feel free to continue to add to the discussion, or you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at WrestleBlake. I'll also put the link uh, to my Twitter in uh, the show notes as well. And uh, we will be back on the podcast here uh, coming up soon, of course. We've got SummerSlam uh, tonight, which I'm, of course, recording this on Saturday. Uh, SummerSlam's coming up. NXT TakeOver takes place on Sunday. Got a lot of stuff, and uh, I'll also have some reviews going up on the website, so you can check that out uh, as well. Uh, but, of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use. Search for 411 on Wrestling. Uh, and We will have some more podcasts uh, coming here uh, very soon, and uh, we're going to probably crank up the frequency a little bit here on the podcast uh, moving forward. Uh, so hopefully you uh, will all enjoy that. Uh, be sure to subscribe to that, and as always, uh, I'll have the link uh, to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes, uh, so be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can, and uh, everything else, uh, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>